Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Google. No Amazon.com. No email. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Everybody, welcome to episode 30 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is Jordan. I'm here with Russ, John, Brad, and special guest Aaron from the Out Now podcast with Aaron and Abe. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. What's going on? What up? Yeah, we're happy to have uh, Aaron joining us for a little bit here tonight. Uh, the Out Now podcast is now officially part of the HHW. Is it out now? Oh, it's out now. It's Woo-hoo. out yesterday. Um, well, by the time you hear this, it's been out for a few days. And Aaron, your first show was uh, for a, for a, a bit of a change of pace was a Captain America show, <laughs> like like every other show on our feed this past week. But yeah, including this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes, this is not a Captain America show. But uh, Abe was also lucky enough to get out to San Diego Comic-Con, and we're going to talk to him about all the cool Walking Dead stuff that he saw there. But first, we're going to do a little sponsor business, aren't we, Russell? We are. Our sponsor for this episode, as always, is Discount Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com. Check out the website. The new solicits that uh, come out at the beginning of August, as you're listening to this, will be up shortly. So um, pretty much it's the same stuff that we had earlier in the month that is on sale, all at great prices. Um, you can get most of your single issues between 30 and sometimes even 75% off. Um, there's the Walking Dead weekly stuff this month. There's the brand new episode of the Walking or issue of The Walking Dead. Um, and for Game of Thrones fans, the uh, Game of Thrones number one is 75% off at 99 cents. So definitely check it out at dcbservice.com. And we thank them for their sponsorship. And don't forget that WD8 code. If it's your first order, you can get an extra 8% off on top of the fantastic discounts. Okay, so you lucky son of a bitch, Aaron. You went to <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con and, uh, and, and tell us a little bit about it. I heard it was just absolutely bonkers and like people were exhausted from trying to walk down you know, one aisle. Well, yeah, San Diego Comic-Con was tons of fun this year. Um, the, be- the best thing I can say about Comic-Con in, gen- in general, and just the, this past uh, week where I saw all kinds of really cool things, is that everything that was scheduled, there's plenty of things that overlap and you just can't do everything. But regardless, the uh, any- anything that I missed, it's generally because I was doing something else that was also a lot of fun. And that's where, that's where I came away with Comic-Con. And um, yeah, so I did... Uh, there were there were there were plenty of highlights, but in terms of Walking Dead related highlights, I did get to meet Robert Kirkman, and and he, and he did the very special smiling thumbs up in your photo, I'm sure. Yes, he did. I mean, I did I did a uh, post a, post a couple photos from the con over on the old uh, Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook page, which everyone should go to and like. Um, but uh, yeah, I met, I got to uh, stand in line and meet Robert Kirkman. He was signing autographs and. Um, 
the things I had him signed actually were the Walking Dead board game, which was a Comic Con exclusive item before it, you know, it's made available to the general public. They had it there, and it was. Hey, Aaron. Yes. Is that the one based on the game, or the TV show, or the comic? The uh, Walking Dead board game is based on the comic, not the. Uh, it's not related to the TV show. Um, it does right. They're actually. You. I'm sorry, Aaron. They're actually making both versions. A different company. I believe it's Z-Man Games that made the comic book. Yes. Version one, and and uh, there's another company making the TV version that's going to be out a little bit later. So just to be clear, you saw the comic book version. Go ahead. Yes, I, I have the comic book version, which features new artwork by Charlie Adler. Um, and yeah, so I got the I got the board game, which was selling out very quickly. I had to. They assured us that there were like 25 copies each each day, and you had to get there really early because everyone really wanted this board game. And so I managed to secure myself a, a copy, the last one of that day, actually. So like 40 bones. Yeah, forty bucks, and it's quite heavy and full of really cool stuff inside. I'm really looking forward to playing this game with my friends. But uh, yeah, so I got the board game and um, I got it signed by Robert Kirkman. Actually, I got to uh, wait in line, got it signed by him. Also, while waiting in line with uh, to you know meet Kirkman, he um, they handed out uh, advanced copies of the Walking Dead novel that's coming out, The Rise of the Governor, the uh, like Dang the novella, it. yeah, the full thing. The full thing, yes. Wow, I, it's, it's a pretty a great piece of swag to get a comic con. It's like a twenty five dollar book they just give you away for. Yeah, that's awesome. It. So uh, yeah, managed to get that, and uh, yeah, met Robert Kirkman. He signed both these items, and I got a picture with him. And uh, actually, funny story. Um, uh, while uh, getting the picture of Robert Kirkman, uh, my friend Ken was handling my iPhone, which I got the picture on, and uh, he took the first picture, and it was blurry. And he showed it to us, and he's like, "Oh, that's not no good." And so Ken was trying to take the pic, continuing to try to take a picture, and Kirk was like, "You just have to tap the screen, and it'll focus automatically." And <laughs> eventually, he got it. But at one point, Kirkman and I looked look, looked at each other, we're like, "This guy over here, <laughs> like he didn't know how to use a phone." But uh, yeah, good times, good times. Now you just this is um, what Wednesday night as we're recording, and you probably just returned home. Uh, have you had a chance to take a look at the game or read any of the book at all, or are you still kind of decompressing? And well, despite having being very busy uh, writing all these articles about the different panels that happened to Comic Con, I did get a chance to read the first chapter of the book, which uh, I, I, mean, I enjoy. I'm, I'm looking forward to you know finishing it off. It's like a good uh, 300 pages, 18 chapters, and uh, it has you know it's. It's interesting to read The Walking Dead as a novella. So, the uh, board game I haven't had a chance to play, but I do intend to play it very, very soon because it I'm, looks I'm looking at some screenshots of it right here. It looks pretty cool. Things like you pick a character from the book, including you know, Glenn, Rick, all, all the major characters, and you're given locations on this big, sprawling map of Atlanta that you have to scout. Yes. And uh, your character's collecting items, and they can't go back over the same path because they're leaving like zombie tokens there and stuff. It's pretty, pretty darn cool looking. Yeah, it looks like a. Not complex, but like certainly a very involved game. And it, I get, yeah, there's six characters you can choose from: uh, Rick, Carol, or not Carol, Rick, Lori, or <laughs> not Lori either. Um, Probably Andrea. Andrea, that's what I'm trying to get. I can't think of Rick, Andrea, Dale, Glenn, Shane, and Tyrese. So yeah, you can, it's up to six people, and yeah, it looks it's quite large and heavy. <laughs> and Aaron, you said for the for the Comic Con exclusive version, you paid forty. Was that correct? Yes, that's correct. I'm not sure if that's. Well, because I just want to say I'm looking up on uh, DCBService.com and you can get it for $30 for the comic book version or for the separate game completely, the TV version, $26, plus add that code WD8, you can get an extra 8% off. 
Sweet. You, you don't get that special swag of the com- of the San Diego Comic Con version, but you still get to play an awesome game. So. Robert yeah, Kirkman will not sign it either. But <laughs> well, if you bring it to him, I'm sure he will. But it won't come signed. There was no tax at Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No shipping and handling. Um, one thing I, another thing I wanted to ask, another photo that you posted on the Facebook page, and again, everybody wants to check out Aaron's photos can go to our Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook podcast Facebook did I say that right I did podcast Facebook page to see them there was like a, a replica of Merle with his hand cut off or handcuffed yes. or something like could you tell us about that a little bit yes I can the uh, Walking Dead booth that was on the showroom floor of Comic-Con it um it was basically a large set that was designed to look like the rooftop um, where Merle is handcuffed. And yes, they had a, a replica of Merle, which was actually created by uh, Nicotero and his team, which is pretty cool. And it looked pretty cool. And uh, yeah, people would line up and you would they would literally handcuff you next to Merle and, you know, you get your picture taken. And so, yeah, I did take part in the fun there and I uh, had my hand cuffed right there and I you get a hacksaw. So you make a pose. And that's what I went for. I uh, went for hacking off my own hand and striking a pose next to Merle. So I was, read something pretty- read something on Twitter, and it could be wrong, obviously, um, but somebody was real snarky and said, well, the least they could have done was put the handcuff on the correct hand. So <laughs> did, did they have it on the wrong hand? Uh, I, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I, I, was, I didn't really pay too much attention. I got to maybe look at that picture again and find From out. From the picture I'm looking at, it looks almost like they took the scene and mirrored it because almost everything looks reversed. The door is almost the other side. Um, yeah, but it is weird. It, lo- it looks like they reversed everything in the shot. Yeah. Um, another cool thing or interesting thing is that um, when we were, when everyone was taking their picture, when you, as you, you know, leave that area, the uh, the booth attendants there were all telling you to, you know, take that picture and post it on the Twitter and Facebook or Twitter in particular is supposed to hashtag where's Merle, which makes me curious about what's going to happen in the second season. It seems like they, there might be a. Obviously, a development's going to happen with uh, Michael Rooker's character since you, they're trying to get the whole Where's Merle anthem across there. So. Very cool. Well, thanks for uh, for jumping on, Aaron, with us quickly here and, and letting us know uh, about all the Walking Dead cool stuff at San Diego. And you're still a jerk for getting to go. But, uh, <laughs> but we Says the guy you. who snuck into the panel last year. Yeah, and I was... At a different into- con, but still. <laughs> I'll be getting into it this year again. Um but thanks, definitely, and uh, you know, welcome again to the network, and we encourage everybody to check out the Out Now podcast with Aaron and Abe. You can get it right at hhwlod.com and get some great movie stuff. Uh, Aaron and Abe get to see all the new releases and, uh, and tell you all about it, which is really cool. Oh, for sure, and um, yeah, this is our Captain America episode this week, but um, the other half of that episode is actually entirely devoted to Comic-Con, where uh, me and my fellow Wise uh, the Blue writer, Brian White, we both discuss all the different things that we saw at Comic-Con, so you know, if you want to hear more about Comic-Con, listen to our uh, Out Now episode, which is generously uh, you know, now featured on the HHW LOD Podcast Network. All right, man, thanks a lot. We'll be talking to you soon. Great, cool, guys. All right, take care. Okay. Very cool stuff. I wish I was at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, this is the first year that I've really, after hearing about all this stuff going on, it's the first year that I've really wished I was there. I think as I'm getting older, I I realize that I, there's some things that I don't want to do anymore, and one of which is, like, be shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people who, you know, will climb over you to get to something first and... You know, half of them won't shower and just, you know, I I can't walk as much as I used to without my back hurting and, 
you know, so I've been told, you know, the concerts, the concert, the uh, convention is basically the size of Rhode Island. And, and, uh, you know, that I just am not interested in that anymore. But for some reason, man, this year was just like, man, I wish I was there. Yeah. What's funny is I hear that the people that go every year don't like it anymore. Uh, that it's become too big and commercial and too much about entertainment and TV and stuff. And the comic is sort of getting pushed People out just of the want to complain. Yeah, or whatever, right? We got on a lot the, of complaining to do on this show. <laughs> there's going <laughs> to be some fights later on. I went in 07, and it's funny because I paid 50 bucks, I think, for my full weekend pass with Preview Night. And now I think next year they're talking it's going to cost almost 150 So it's... And it, the reason it keeps going up is because they keep selling out almost immediately. I mean, it's crashing the servers for, for ticket sales, for hotel sales. It's just gotten to where it's crazy. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's way out of control compared to what it, what it used to be. And, and it's, I think it's, I think some of it may be kicking back a little bit. Cause I think Hollywood is getting a little soft on it. Um, and with the box office being a little weak in the last year or so than it has been, um, we might see some of that dial back to some degree, but I think TV is really kicking in and kind of taking over for, for the pure Hollywood stuff that was going on there. But yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to go back at some point. I, th- I think at some point it's going to peak out and it's going to start to decline a little bit. And when it gets less crazy, I'd like to go. But but Brad, I mean, I think it's one of those things I really do where everybody should experience it at least once in their life. Um, well, you know, that's what everybody and says. And, you know, I th- and, and it's, it's kind of what you make of it. I mean, you, you know, you talk about crowds and fighting over people. I mean, I didn't find that to be my experience because I didn't partake in that part of it. I knew that they were going to have the crazy exclusives and stuff like that. So I didn't I didn't even try for any of that. I kind of stuck to most of the exi- big exhibit halls to see the, a lot of the celebrity type stuff. And a lot of that is there's a lot of sitting and a lot of stuff like that. And I kind of saved the floor for for off hours and stuff. So, you know, it just, I think it's one of those things is what you make of it. One of the creators of, um, the hunger force program, uh, his name is David Willis. Uh, he's obviously associated with adult swim, uh, because that show is, and, uh, one of his tweets, his last tweet, uh, that he sent out was still recovering from gin and tonic con. I'm sorry. Gin and tonic com 2011. Next year, they should get rid of all the movie and TV show stuff. So his stuff. Yeah, I guess I don't know if he's saying, hey, I had too much fun. You know, if they get rid of the TV stuff next year, I don't have to do this again. Or if he's saying, you know, this should be just comic stuff like it used to be. Maybe he's just all he was saying is, hey, I did a little too much drinking. Gin and tonic com. I just thought it was funny. So we put this show together in a hurry because of all of the massive Walking Dead news that has Tons piled up on us. Yeah, and uh, I think first I'm just going to get some iTunes reviews uh, recognized. We got a bunch since uh, since the last time we've read them. So real fast, um, we got five-star reviews from Summer, Shauna, and Liz, who I am suspecting are our Dixon Vixen friends, and they're really cool. Check them out, dixonsvixens.com. We all, this is my favorite one. I have to read it. It's a five-star review from Texwag, who says, I don't like the comic, and I don't like the TV show, but I love this podcast. Their ability to break down the what? show and hear the differences between the show and the comic is unmatched. A wonderful podcast. So that's thanks. Yeah, that's interesting. We're glad you enjoy at least one aspect of that. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, we also got uh, some five-star reviews from Mike876, who says there's no such thing as a bad episode of this show. Funny and informative. Cast interviews as well. 
Uh, many zombie-related podcasts to be had. This is the only one you need. So thanks to Mike. And one finally from Labyrinth3434, who just started listening to the show last week. And he says we are funny and knowledgeable. So obviously he hasn't listened to too many shows. And uh, they do a great job of keeping the comics separate. So thanks, everyone, for the iTunes reviews. We need them. Season 2 is is ramping up, and there's going to be a lot of new people looking for Walking Dead podcasts, and the more reviews that we have, uh, the easier it is to find us and uh, to lure people. Did you see the one from BDS Murph? Her name's Liz. Did you mention that? Uh, I read one from Liz. I think it was a duplicate, but go ahead and read that one. Because well, she just she said she came across this podcast while looking for interviews with Norman Reedus, and after hearing the episode, decided to download everything that she, that we had done. And she says she's really glad she did. She's even moved over to um, listening to my show, Half Hour Wasted. Yes, I saw a Twitter uh, link with you guys mentioned, so that's awesome. So Liz is a super fan now. Yeah, yeah she's even on the, awesome. the Facebook group a lot. Cool. She's a very high up in the Dixons, Vixens. It might be like Vice Intimidator or something. She's like Vice second Vixen. lieutenant. Yeah. So be nice. Um, okay. Let's do it. Let's, let's get into it because I got some things that I need to say. But uh, Jordan, you go ahead and, and what do you have first on the big happenings? Well, let's start out with the one, John, that you just sent me a few minutes ago. Uh, that's an email from New York Comic Con, which uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier as you had to sneak into the, the panel last year. Um, but one thing they're going to have there this year, 2011, they're going to have Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane's the creator of Spawn and a lot of other stuff. He also works a lot with really, really detailed toys, including the Walking Dead comic and TV toys, which are coming out soon. Um, he's going to be at Comic Con New York. It looks like they're going to have. They're going to make some of the Walking Dead TV series action figures available to buy there. This will be the first place that you're going to be able to buy them anywhere. So if you really, really have to have them now, looks like New York Comic Con might be the place to be. And that's going to be uh, October 13th through the 16th at the Javits Center in New York. Russ. I, ex- I expect one of you that goes to that <laughs> to pick me up a buster. Russ, we're going to get a case of the Daryl Dixons, and I have an idea where we can move them. So the next bit of news is Emmy nominations are out, and The Walking Dead has been nominated for three Emmys. For the pilot episode, they've been nominated for Outstanding Special Visual Effects for a Series, Outstanding Sound Editing for a Series, and Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup for a Series. A miniseries movie or a special, that's a long category name. But so three, uh, three nominations all for the pilot episode. What do you guys think about that one? I think those are well-deserved. Yeah, I was going to say the very same thing. Well-deserved. There was a late push uh, by marketing and publicity and stuff to get um, Michael Rooker and Norman Reedus Emmys, but uh, it was it was a nice little fan push. But I don't know that they had enough screen time yet to warrant something like that. But yeah, uh, maybe season two. Yeah, maybe season two for sure. So after those two first two bits of news, let's get to our first fight, shall we, gentlemen? And that is the DVD Blu-ray news. Now we discussed a little bit about this when the TV, or when the DVD and the Blu-rays first came out. That hey, there's not a ton of special features on there. They're cheap. They're not like uh, you know dragging you over the coals for money. Um, they're cheap, but there's not a whole lot of special features on the two disc edition. Well, at Comic Con this year, they announced that they are going to be releasing a new edition of the DVDs and Blu-rays that will be three discs. And will include, uh, as it says on the poster, features hours of never-before-seen content. So for those of you who are adamantly against double-dipping, you're not going to be particularly happy about this. But if you want more special features, looks like you're going to have to spend a few more bucks and buy the three-disc edition of The Walking Dead. Fight, go, ding, ding, ding. 
Yeah, that pisses me off big time. Obvious. I mean, I don't think anybody likes it, but at first I was like, you know what, AMC is so stupid in the way. I have a, a rant that'll come later on that that kind of goes that way. But you know what, they got us all to buy the stupid thing twice because we're gonna. So I, I mean, I hate it, but is anybody here gonna not get the new one? <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely gonna get it, and I'm gonna. I've decided. Instead of being really, really angry about it, I'm going to try to make somebody happy about it. So I'm going to give away my first copy of the the first release Blu-ray uh, as a as a prize on the show. And I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet, but I will do that with mine as well. Are you okay? Um, when is that new version being released? It Pro- says it's going to come out in October, probably around the time of the season premiere, which we'll discuss next, but yeah, um, my guess it doesn't is give it, a specific day. Uh, my guess is it's one of the first two Tuesdays in October, which would give a week or two weeks before the season two probably, yeah. premiere. Well, John, that gives us at least two full months to come up with a neat uh, contest or something. Cool. Maybe we'll even just like send out a Facebook message during recording and see if anybody calls. But, yeah, there you go. Anyway. I, and my thing yeah. is, I, I'm not huge on double dipping but hey they're not forcing you to buy this if you just wanted the episodes you got them on the cheap just buying that two disposition if you really really have to have the special features well you know you probably didn't buy the first version anyway because it didn't have very many but you know when when i buy blu-rays in general you know i i either get them the first week because they're usually on sale at the best buy or i'll wait a few months you know and, and until the demand has died down, and then Best Buy puts them back on sale. So it's not like I paid an arm and a leg for the first one. Right, exactly. I think I paid 20 You guys paid like 25 for the Blu-rays. And, and we were happy that it came out so fast, and obviously it was rushed to take advantage of the huge hype that the show was getting at that point for being the highest you know, rated cable show, blah, blah, blah. I mean, this would normally be the right time for a DVD season to come out, like a few weeks before the second season. So they right. clearly just slapped the episodes on a disc, and, you know, we should have known. But <laughs> but in our excitement, plus we were needing to do something in the off-season, so, right. you know, it, it, was, it was handy. Yeah. Yeah, screw the three-disc. You can all listen to our commentary tracks instead. <laughs> right. I am uh, kind of excited about the option to watch them in black and white i think that would be kind of interesting i am not yeah, i wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the things they include uh oh i'm sorry i thought it was uh confirmed is it not confirmed i don't have a list of confirmed special features if any of you guys have seen them um i'd love to have it but i, I only have the the announcement here okay well i thought i had read something maybe i misread the article but if in fact that is one of the special features i think i would actually give it a try I am not a fan of black and white shows, TVs, movies, whatever, um, you know, except for Dick Van Dyke. And uh, the only black and white movie that I'll ever watch is Steve Martin's um, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, mm-hmm. uh, which is funny because it takes, you know, 50% of its footage from actual real black and white movies. But um, watching this in black and white would be cool. And, you know, it's the only black and white comic that i read too i'm you know i see in color you know i i don't see in black and white every day so color seems natural to me but having said that the option to watch it in black and white does sound very appealing next up i think that happened chronologically since the last episode i've tried to order everything as it came out but the next thing was during the breaking bad uh, season premiere they had a i think it was what 49 second 
sneak peek of season two of The Walking Dead. Um, and we're going to talk about this trailer. We're going to talk about the one that came out at Comic-Con. Um, I think we're going to discuss what happened in them. So if you are completely spoiler-adverse, you might want to skip forward a few minutes. But yeah, they released this one minute or so clip of Rick taking on some zombies uh, with a rock, a big rock. And uh, I enjoyed it. What did you guys think? I mean, there wasn't a whole lot in that clip to go on. It was exciting to see something new. Yeah, yeah. I think they went for the... They're trying to show the people that haven't latched on yet what you know what you could be in store for. It was kind of a brutal, brutal minute. And um, beyond that, I cool. mean, I want to know what the hell the context of that scene was because it seemed like he was already worked up. He's dripping more than just sweat. It looked like somebody poured a bucket of water over him. And uh, what is the context of him having to take on two zombies by himself with just a boulder? Yeah, I wondered if it was actually something that we're going to see in season two or if it was like the kind of stuff that you see in movie trailers that don't end up in the movie. Could be. You know, I didn't think about that, but it very well could be. Yeah, it's possible they shot it just for the trailer. But it would, it's a cool scene. I mean, I'd like to see it in the show. I'd like to see whatever you know is going on there. Right. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say it's him training maybe to take out the zombies without using bullets, but that's just a guess. Maybe you said he was uh, dripping wet. He was maybe, soaking wet. It was weird. Maybe he had just been dunked in the dunking tank and he was very angry about it because he thought he could get through it without being dunked. But actually, somebody did actually dunk him and he said, I got to cool off. No, of course not. That's not what happened. I don't know. Occam's Razor says that might be the most plausible answer. I have, um, I'm just going to move on and pretend you guys aren't <laughs> talking. I, uh, I have not watched the other one. Because I fear, one? yes, I fear. I'm trying to stay away from spoilers. I read, so like, just for the Facebook group, John. I'm always searching Walking Dead news, like, to put up there, and I get spoiled too much, and so I'm trying to stay away from the trailer. Go, Brad. John, if it's going to spoil anything, it's going to spoil something in the first episode. I would read the first 10 minutes of the first episode. Yeah, exactly. And it is worth watching because. Okay, I'll just I'm just going to tell you. You can tell me what's in it. I don't I don't it's okay. It's we see them driving away from the explosion. We see them caught on a highway full of of uh zombies. broken down cars. It, it looks like a scene out of Zombieland. Yeah. And then they're driving real slow trying to get through these cars without waking any zombies up, I guess. And then the van overheats. So they have to stop and get out. And you can guess what happens then. It's just I'm sure all like Jordan said, I'm sure all that happens in the first 10 or 15 minutes of that first episode. It is well worth watching. It's a really well put together trailer. Uh, it's pulse pounding. The music's great. I mean, you really get a sense for they're, they're heading into this full steam ahead. It's a really, really cool trailer. There's also a poster they premiered at San Diego Comic-Con that is, speaking of the RV like we're Brad, um, it's all the principal cast members standing on top of the RV in what looks like that same road, if I had to guess, just surrounded by zombies. And this is obviously a staged photo, um, not a not a screenshot from the episode, but uh, it's still thematically very similar. And, John, I forgot, at the very end, we see some characters that are from the comic that we've been, you know, anticipating seeing. So it's kind of... Some neat. characters we might have mentioned the last news episode. Gotcha. You got to watch it, man. It's... It's just awesome. Yeah, it's not going to spoil anything other than, like Brad and I said, the first maybe 10, 15 minutes of, of Season 2, Episode 1. Okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> Are we up to the bad one yet? Uh, well, one more bit of news. And that bit of news before, as John puts it, the bad one, the, the big fight, um, is they've released the official 
release date of Season 2 at San Diego Comic-Con. Season 2 of The Walking Dead will premiere on AMC on October 16th, not at 10 p.m. This year it's going to be airing at 9 p.m. So October 16th, which is a Sunday, I believe, um, 9 p.m. that season. I absolutely cannot wait. It's even sooner than we, uh, than we expected. Yeah, we already knew awesome. that, didn't we, John? Uh, well, we, yes, we did. We broke that last show before the San Diego Comic-Con panel that we ran. So we're awesome. But thanks, Jordan, for yeah, reminding the episode, everyone. My, I, I pointed this out on Legion of Dudes, but that's the first episode I missed, and it's only because I happened to go to bed 15 minutes before you guys put out the emergency uh, bat signal of, we need to put up a new episode with this. You went to bed at 6 in the morning? I went to bed around 7 in the morning, yeah. I, I, I've been working on a lot of papers for a, for a class. I was talking with the guys earlier. But, uh, yeah, lots of papers to write, so I don't get much sleep right now. Wow. Craziness. So you, you screwed over my, my perfect attendance. <laughs> Sorry. So the 16th no, no is big. cool, though, because it's like one less show of nothing that we have to do. Yeah. Hey, none of, our, neither, none of our shows are about nothing. That's true. Even people who don't like the show or the comic like our episodes. The big news, the fight, um, is going to be over what just broke as we record this yesterday. And that is, well, there's two bits of news. One from yesterday, one of today. Frank Darabont, the showrunner of The Walking Dead, he directed the first episode of the series from season one. He wrote pretty much everything beyond that, even the episodes that were written by other people. He rewrote them to an extent. He has stepped down as The Walking Dead showrunner. We do not know that he's leaving the show completely um, because he was at Comic-Con just a few days ago. So we don't know exactly what's going on, except that he has stepped down as showrunner. I got a bad feeling about this. Now, in the past, Darabont has spoken many times about how he's not used to the television schedule. He's a filmmaker, but he's just that. He's worked in movies for years um, or maybe one episode of a TV show here or there. He's not used to having to deal with the day in, day out of producing and just controlling everything about a television series. He's had complaints about the time constraints, about the um, how much it costs to make an episode and whether he can work with that and – this is not exactly surprising to me, at least, looking at a lot of things he said in the past, but it's still a little bit surprising that it would happen in the middle of a season. So we, we do know who's going to be replacing him. That news came out today. That's going to be Glenn Mazzara. Now, Glenn Mazzara wrote episode five of season one, which is the next one we're going to be doing a commentary about so we can really focus in on the writing of that episode. Um, and he was promoted to second in command of the writing team, head of the writer's team, but second in command behind Darabont for season two earlier this year. Now he's going to be the showrunner. Um, he's written for The Shield before, which um, is unfortunately one of the shows I haven't seen. It's on my giant pile of shows and movies that are great that I need to check out but haven't yet. Yeah, it's but, fantastic. Yeah, everybody who's seen The Shield, just like you, Brad, says it's great, and some of the episodes he's written are particular gems, according to what I've read. Um, he's worked in television for many years, so hopefully, you know, I enjoyed episode five, Wildfire, the next one we're going to do that was written by him. Uh, it has that great scene between Amy and Andrea, where Andrea and zombie Amy, he's going to be taking over. We don't know for sure how much Darabont is stepping down. This could be good. This could be bad. This could be completely neutral for the outcome of season two. But I know you guys have a lot of strong feelings about it, so I'll shut up now and let you guys take over. What are your thoughts on this uh, huge development? Well, like Han Solo said a minute ago, my stomach dropped when I read that first bit. I was like, oh, great. Why can't I have anything nice? You know, because he, he sounded so excited about the show. He sounded like he was in for the long haul. You know, I don't know if we'll ever know why he left, but then, you know, hearing the new news that that's uh, Glenn Mazzara 
was stepping in that that makes me feel better and honestly i'm not worried anymore because i i think he was in the same boat that darabont was in as far as his uh enthusiasm for the show all right here's here's the thing we we love this material and we love this show obviously and we do a podcast on it sometimes we have like rose colored glasses and 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 we just love the material so much and it's a comic book and it's going mainstream and great since this show has ended for season one, it has been a gigantic clusterfuck. They have the number one rated cable television show. Is it of all time? Maybe I'm getting crazy. Or was it just like recently? I think it was anything? of that year. Biggest premiere of that year. And biggest show on AMC for sure. Right. And it immediately starts with they're cutting the budget. The, the net, I, don't, I don't know where you... I don't know what is going through their minds that you would take your golden goose-like project and not put all of your resources into it. That's where it started. And in my opinion, a guy like Frank Darabont doesn't leave because he can't handle something. He leaves for some other reason specifically, which in my opinion would be budget cuts as being an issue to, you know, it's compromising the work that he's doing. I'm just guessing, but that's my thought. They well, give let me throw a, this at you. All right. Let, let's say he leaves. Does that free up some of the budget that they had to cut? I bet you it would. It, it's, it's very possible. Um, I'm just, the question I, is, would they actually throw that money back into the budget? That's right. the question. A- and, you know, again, we got, a, we got a rushed DVD set, which we were all happy to have, and now they're going to double dip us. I guess that's a plus for them, because like we said, you know, we're all going to buy it again. You know, and, and now, so Frank Darabont's leaving. It's amazing how they haven't been able to pull this together with the momentum that they had coming out of that season. I'm still confident that the material is so great that we're still going to get a good show out of it, but it seemed so, like, un, uncalled for is the wrong the wrong time. But it's unbelievable to me that they couldn't make this better, that it's really only been like bad news since the end of season one. Yeah, my concern with it is I was one of the ones when we talked about when we went from like episode one to two and two to three and so on, that I could tell that episode one was directed by Frank Darabont and the tone and the look and the way that, that the rest of the episodes were done you could definitely tell it was missing the direct hand of Frank Darabont in the director's chair. My concern now is, is he's pulled him in and he obviously pulled himself back, but he was still very much involved in the show. My concern now is for season two, if he's pulling himself back even more. And like I said, at this point, we're not entirely sure. Does that mean he's done with it? Does that mean he's going to still, you know, maintain some sort of producer creative input into it? Who knows? But my concern is just that the more he pulls back, um, the more of an impact that has on the show. And I don't think that it's necessarily a positive. I mean, I I got over the fact that Darabont didn't direct all the episodes of last season. And I think that over time, and especially after we watched it again for the commentaries and stuff, it it grew on me and I noticed it a little less. But I think I'm more in your camp, John, where it just seems odd that he would leave now. Like, I could see... If, this, if, if he made this announcement right after the end of season one and just said, you know what, I've got the pacing and the schedule and the budget and everything for, the, for TV is a little bit more than what I thought I would be able to dedicate myself to. There are a lot of projects on my plate. 
There's a lot of things that I want to get to. There's a lot of collaborations that I've been working on, and I think it's it's you know it's in good hands. I'm still going to you know be involved to this degree. This just seemed very abrupt and very like almost like something happened in the very very recent past. I mean, you don't go to Comic Con and talk everything up if you plan on leaving the next day. And and you know maybe we're seeing a conspiracy where a conspiracy doesn't exist, but it just seems like the timing is very um, suspect. In, in in my opinion, and and you got to remember, this is a project that he spent five years trying to get off the ground. So again, it just seems a little odd that you would put that much time, effort, and energy into something, and for amicable reasons, decide it's time to go. Yeah, and I mean, in between budget cuts and him leaving, is a bunch of fired writers as well. So yeah, so yeah, I mean, so- that was that was kind of the first shot across the bow at you know at the tail end of last season so yeah i mean something's something's not right you know some something didn't go well for him there's no way that frank darabont couldn't get help if he needed you know if he had scheduling problems and constraints there's there's i just can't believe that he would walk away like you said russ just because of of those reasons you know i just i i don't know i think amc is something's up they dropped the ball the only thing that'll change my mind is if in two to three months we hear that he's picked up the Dark Tower or some other very ambitious um, Stephen King project. Because one of the things that's happened very in, in the very recent past is that Universal has bowed out of the Dark Tower thing. And um, I guess Ron Howard is still attached, but that project seems to be in a bit of limbo. And maybe the powers that be somewhere have said, you know what, look what Frank Darabont did in bringing the walking dead to AMC into TV. Maybe we can get him to work his magic on the dark tower, you know, especially because of his association with Stephen King, um, and, and, and adapting other material. You know, maybe he's turning into maybe Darabont picking up on what Russ said. Maybe he's kind of turning into the next JJ Abrams of TV, you know, JJ Abrams, started among other things he started lost but he didn't stick with it he left it in very capable hands uh same thing with fringe he started fringe he left it in very capable hands as he moved on to do other projects so maybe maybe darabont is kind of doing that thing we can only hope it's something like that yeah i mean i'm again i'm not throwing my hands up and saying this is going to suck now i just don't buy the reasons for for frank leaving now we still have kirkman involved which is huge and is Galen Hurd still producing? A, if he ever washes his hands of the show, it's done. Yeah, it's like it doesn't count anymore. It's not it's part not of the... It's not going to be the, the show that we have and the show that we want. And is Galen Hurd still Oh, yeah, she's producing? still there as far as we know. Yeah. So, you know, the, the team is somewhat still intact. I mean, but... Uh, it, and and here's, here's another thing. We don't have an official word from AMC yet. We, we do know from sources close to the production that, yes, he has stepped down as showrunner. We don't know that he stepped down as he might still direct episodes. We don't know that he stepped down as executive producer. We don't know that he stepped down from anything other than the position of showrunner. It's still quite possible he's still attached to the show. Like I said, there's been no official word from his camp or AMC yet as to where all the pieces have have fallen, if you will. You guys talked a bit about the look of the pilot, of course, deviated from the look of everything else. The pilot just plain looked better. It was better written. It was better directed. It was better... Pretty much everything. And a lot of that was that they had extra time to play with. They had extra money because it's a pilot, etc. But those five episodes that followed were produced with 
Darabont as the showrunner. And they had a marked drop in quality. Not, I mean, we're not saying the show was terrible, but it wasn't as good um, in many ways. If it's going to drop in quality simply because he's showrunning, maybe, and don't take this as sacrilege, but maybe there is a TV showrunner, a person with more experience, who will have better success running the show than Darabont will at, when his skills lie in more writing and directing. Maybe it was just not the job for him, and maybe the show will actually benefit. We don't know. I mean, granted, all the footage we saw from Comic-Con was produced um, under the old system with him as showrunner and everything, but it looked great. I mean, I know you haven't seen it, John, but as Brad said, and um, Russ, you've seen it as well, haven't you? Yeah, I did. And it, it looks fantastic. Yeah, and I think that's a good point is I, I'm not sure how far along the process they are with season two. I would imagine they've at least got to be, what, probably at this point three or four episodes in to, to filming, if not more than that, you know, so it could be that we don't really notice it that much for season two. And, and I'm hoping that season two will give everybody else a chance to really get in the groove of things, you know, and hopefully if season three comes around. We don't see some sort of steep, steep drop off, but, uh, so yeah, who, who knows? Yeah. Hopefully it ends up being a giant overreaction by me, you know, which is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Won't be the last time. <laughs> I don't know if this was something you were going to bring up or not, but um, I recently read an article where Kirkman was talking about the lifespan of the show as compared to the lifespan of the comic. You know, he said if he if he could, he would love to write the the book for another fifteen years. But he said, obviously, that's not as realistic for television, and because of that, uh, they have to have some kind of end game. He wants to have some kind of end game in mind for the show. So that's going to be very interesting. You know, I, I have a feeling that if something happens to the show, it falls apart. The, the network says, you know what, we thought we had something. It's not what we thought. We're going to cancel it after season three or whatever. Kirkman is going to be involved enough that the show will have a quote-unquote end. There will be an end of the story. And I just think that's going to be interesting to see that and compare it to the book. But mainly I'm just was comforted by his comment that, that he's even thinking about the fact that they have to treat it differently than the book as far as ending the actual story. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it gives it more of that. Nobody's safe uh, feel. My, since, since you kind of brought it up, Brad, my speculation or my wish list for the end of the show is that on the last episode, we cut forward to like 20, 30 years, you know, down the road and Carl is like a man in his forties or fifties and we kind of see how it's played out. So we know we don't get like an ending like, Oh, we've cured the plague or, or, you know, Oh, you know, we've killed all the zombies or, you know, some kind of final ending, but just see that, you know, maybe they're getting a foothold, maybe things are getting better. Um, but, but we see, you know, time has passed kind of thing. Um, like the bad, I am legend ending. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, didn't they? Um, there was two endings to that movie. I thought the yeah, maybe yeah, the one the, that didn't make the theatrical cut was was right. a good ending, and the bad ending was that they didn't they solve everything. Well, they got to Spoiler. a com, they got to a, like a military compound at the end or something like that. Yeah. There was a safe I, zone somewhere. I would I would love to spoil what what I think, but I I, I can't. Um, but there's there's something that happened in the comic in the last trade. That would be really, really cool if they did for kind of like a future episode. But, uh, but anyway, in, in general, that's that's my. Opinion. When we're finished talking, you got to tell us what you're thinking. Okay. And that's after we make John watch the four and a half minute trailer. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll watch it together. 
So that's a ton of news we've discussed tonight. If you have a comment on any of that, send us an email. Send us a voicemail. We'd love to hear what you think about all this breaking news and the trailers and the posters and the board games. Did you go to Comic-Con? Did you see the panel that we had as the last episode? Let us know. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, this will be our very, very early August episode um, so what that means is we'll probably be on a little bit more of a hiatus. You might get like three weeks or so before the next episode, which will be the commentary track for episode five, which Jordan knows. Wildfire. Wildfire, yes. And Brad's not going to sing it. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> and, Can't guarantee uh, next episode. And that'll get us through August, amazingly enough. And then in September, we will have our finale commentary. And then it's going to be like full bore, I'm sure, news and stuff popping up. New York Comic Con, the second week. New York Comic Con is actually happening the weekend that the show premieres. Is that right, Russell? Yes. Yeah, it is. So there's going to, you know, there's going to be some crazy. premiere party at new york comic-con for the walking dead i just that just clicked in my head might that factor into operation fun we cannot talk about operation fun but if we were able to it probably would which one of you guys are or all three of you going to new york jordan is going final word final word jordan's in new york right now so (laughs) yeah i'm already here the party's already started (laughs) Uh, okay then russell you're going to have to pick me up one of those Buster action figures and bring it back. I will do so. I, uh, I have my plane ticket purchased, so I am in, I am in whether, I, whether I'm ready or not. The interesting thing is that um, there's another convention the same weekend, and it's like Rock and Shock or something, and it's like a horror rock metal. Rock and Shock! Yeah, and you wouldn't think that it would interfere with New York Comic Con, but they have booked several of the Walking Dead talent at that show that weekend. So I'm hoping we don't totally get screwed. There has to be a Walking Dead panel at New York Comic Con. I can't They've imagine there not cast. being. I'm sure they can split it up between the two. Yeah, yeah. There's some pretty like I know John Bernthal is going to the other one, and Norman Reedus is going to the other one. Maybe we'll get Rooker and. Andrew Lincoln and, and those people. I I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have some sort of premiere at the con. Um, you know, somewhere, some way, there's there's got to be. And the cool thing is, we we all do have press access, so Boom. if there is a screening, then we should be good. Russ, just hold your uh, hold your Android up like uh, you're just making a phone call. Yeah, I'm sure that'll pass. A really <laughs> long phone call. Yeah. All right, fellas. Are we done with episode 30? I think so. That's the end of episode 30. Like I said before, leave us a voicemail. Uh, If you have any comments about all the various news we've talked about this episode, you can call us at 516-468-7912 or send us an email, comments at walkingdeadtv.com. Don't forget to check out Half Hour Wasted. That's Brad show on Mondays and Legion of Dudes on Thursdays. That's John, mine, Russ, and Jim's show. Jim couldn't make it tonight, but uh, he'll be back soon. You can find them both at hhwlod.com. And, of course, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, which has just been recently added to the master feed. If you only listen to the show, you should know that there's a master feed at hhwlod.com that has this show, Half Hour Wasted, Legion of Dudes, uh, Media Minutes, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, and you know tons of stuff like that. So if you like what you hear here... There's a ton more where that came from. Here, here. Um, you know, I think I think uh, Jordan could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. 
I love ketchup, but that sounds terrible. <laughs> and listen, <laughs> but I appreciate the compliment, brother. I appreciate the compliment, but that's an awful image. If you want to win DVDs of The Walking Dead season one, I would keep an eye out or follow the Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry, follow the Twitter WDTV podcast. Like the Facebook group for The Walking Dead TV podcast. And you never know what might pop up in the next couple of days and, and weeks if you'd like to win something cool. Very we, have at, we have at least two copies of our... And Russ, i breaking the fourth wall here. I think you stepped away for just a, a moment when John and I were talking about giving away our first release Blu-rays uh, as prizes. Are you going to um, double dip? I will pony up. You'll, so we'll have three copies, okay? Provided I can find my disc one, because I did not leave it at my son's <laughs> place. So, oh, man. as long as I can find disc one, yes, I will. I will donate my set to the cause. All right. Well, I hope uh, hope you weren't planning on flipping it, because if you nope. do, I probably owe you twenty bucks or something. No, for, no, 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 no. Uh, putting you on the spot, but uh, nope, nope. It's a much better use of it. Yeah, I agree, and uh, we want to spread the love as much as we can. So like I said, leave us a voicemail, leave us an email, check out hhwled.com. Don't forget, check out Facebook. We have groups for the Legion of Dudes, Half Hour Wasted, Walking Dead TV, and Media Minutes. By the time you're hearing this, all the news we discuss has been discussed in, in full by all tons of people, us and our listeners, over at the Walking Dead fan group on Facebook. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. I'm at Jordan FRM Jersey. Brad is Brad Milo, one word, B R A D M I L Y O. John is L I John M. Is there a one at the end of it? I think there might be. Okay. And Russ is R Latham. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember hey, lady over there in the white gloves, you want to buy a ketchup popsicle? Have a good week. Jordan, you can. Uh, you're in charge. I don't care if you, you know, did it last time. There's two things I can't stand: P- people who are intolerant of other people's cultures, and the Dutch. <laughs> uh, all right, we're on. You can cut this whole bit out. I don't care. <laughs> now it stays, <laughs> or at least it's going in the bloopers. One of the two. Frank Darabont. Do the first one, and then I have a sound bite. Okay, <laughs> Frank Darabont, the showrunner of. The Walking Dead. Brad, what's your soundbite? I'm sorry. I've just tried to play it, and it didn't play. I don't know what's going on with this thing. Do you want to send it to me, and I'll throw it in and post? Yes. And then just tell, what, tell us what it is so it can react. It's, like, Han, oh, yeah. it's Han Solo saying, I got a bad feeling about this. Okay. <laughs> it's good blooper um, material. Jordan, I'm going to use a word, and you're going to have to edit it. <laughs> is it Blumpkin? No. And so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth... Remember, the sun will come out tomorrow. You can bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun and zombies. Have a good week. No Frank Darabont. Scraping (laughs) the bottom of the barrel for that one, aren't we, Jordan? Yeah, it wasn't. You want me to do another one? I've got another one. Yeah, let's see the other one. It's like a tweet. (laughs) It's like a Bill's tweet. Like an audio tweet. And either way, it's blooper material. So go ahead. That was much better. Yeah, I like that one. That's good. Yeah. See, I was thinking I would transition into The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow as the ending yeah, song. Yeah, try not to think too much, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow, so you gotta hang on till tomorrow comes.